0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Green Pole podcast. I'm Dan Crawford from Hammy End, and we're going to discuss Saturday's 2 2 draw with Bournemouth. Plenty to get our teeth into after that. And joining me are Tommy Durham. Tom, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, mate. Thank you. Yeah, uh, just looking forward to getting into it and hopefully uh, get three points on Thursday.
0: I oh, was gone there already, not even. Yeah, it's, it's I'm already, already
1: thinking Already ramping Thursday, the mate. pressure yeah. up on the
0: uh, Thursday. Already game. thinking it. That would be right. Well, I'm sure the man who absolutely lives, breathes, sleeps for them, Alan Druids. Uh, I'm sure your mind has probably already switched to Thursday and beyond, mate. How are you?
2: I'm all right. Thank you, Dan. I'm all right. Uh, not for quite focused on Thursday yet. Still sort of. Recovering from yesterday. and quite disappointed we didn't walk away with all three points, but we'll get into that, I'm sure, in uh, this podcast.
0: Does that mean you're as hungover as I?
2: Hungover on Pepsi Max, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, you were <laughs> sensible in that case. I blame the, uh, well, partially the Campbell family, um, and we'll get to that, um, as well as various Norwegians, Swedes, Danes... I don't think there were any Icelandic members of FFC Scandinavia with us this weekend. But, uh, yeah, it's been a lively one. Um, so, right, let's go right to the crux of the matter. Tom, the draw yesterday, how, how are we feeling about it? Are we still disappointed we didn't get a point? Or are we happy we got something at all?
2: Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, after a minute... When you go one nil down in the manner in which we did, um, to get anything out of the game, it's pretty good, to be honest. To go behind twice with the poor defending for both goals and to come back, I think it says a lot about the, the character of the team. But then that second half, I think we dominated the game. Kearney was brilliant. William came on, changed the game and i think we in the end it's disappointing to walk away with the draw um at half time if you'd have given me a draw i'd have bit your hand off and run away but um yeah after the 90 minutes i think we should be we should be taking three points yesterday
0: All right so don't bite your hand off and run away that'll get you in even more trouble with the coppers <laughs> uh, <laughs> adam how are you where how are you contextualizing this point that we've got after, um, it was quite a pulsating 90 minutes, wasn't it? It was.
2: There was plenty of, uh, act, was action-packed anyway. As Tom just said, when you go 1-0 down within the first minute, it's you're just asking for trouble week in, week out, especially in the Premier League. Yes, it was only Bournemouth, but, you know, they, they've been on a good run of form, still unbeaten under Gary O'Neill. I think there were five unbeaten before yesterday's game. But I think going in a half-time 2-1 down, Probably fortunate it was only two one. I do think that they probably should have had a penalty when Reem pulled back Fredericks. Oh no no no, 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 um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. C- come on. I think we have to be ah, Oh
0: mate. Well we'll get it it, that, it was that a, wasn't
2: it gonna, it was gonna be one, so one more penalty, but it is now. <laughs> <laughs> it was a stable so penalty. Um we we have to be honest. But um yeah, I I think our biggest mistake yesterday was starting Mitrovic. I, you could tell he wasn't fit. And no, I, I agree with the, that, yeah. The, the team knew he were not fit, so where he usually drops deeper to link up play, he was sort of being isolated a lot, especially in that first half. Um, but Daniel James, I think he went off a half-time he was injured. Uh, I think he, he took a shot towards the end of the first half and I think he clashed legs with one of their defenders. But the two changes at the half-time certainly brightened us up. Um, we did. Me and Tom did the pod on Friday night and he mentioned how pivotal Tom Kaney would be and it actually proved to be right. Um he come on and he actually got man in a match and he only played half the game. Um but look, it, it's another point on the board. It stopped the rot of executive defeats and we can move on to Thursday now with a bit more well hopefully to gain some momentum.
0: Right, so I've got to change the running order of this podcast now because <laughs> Alan is throwing a curveball in there. But we, we we might as well start at the beginning.
2: Um, the first goal, lads, it was a bit too easy, wasn't it, Al? But doesn't that sum up near enough all the goals you conceded this season? It, it's just far too easy. No one's picking anyone up. It's just, if you play against Fulham, if you get the ball out wide and cut it back into the box, you're going to... You're gonna score, and I think yesterday proved that twice. Something's got to be sorted out because we're far too leaky.
0: Yeah, I, I I did get a strange sense of deja vu from the uh, the Ukanovic season about Saturday in the first half. Tom, are we, um where are we apportioning the blame for the first goal? Uh. Bobby Bobby Reed, Bobby Dacquidover Reid a right back getting pelters everywhere. And I was like, "Well, the man would probably play in goal if you asked him to." <laughs> like, it would, it, it, oh, anyway, it, it just ground down my gears that people were blaming Bobby Reed for that goal. He's not, he's not, he's not completely blameless, but um, there are far more people at fault.
1: Definitely, yeah. I think I think it's a collective thing. I think from the off, Bobby Reed pushes up a bit, and uh, he's caught out in behind but I've seen people blaming Tim Ream which doesn't make any sense he comes over to cover but it doesn't make any sense to me Ream being blamed for that one um, I think Harrison Reed probably deserves a little bit of blame on that because he doesn't track the run with Billing um, but yeah like you say it was just too easy it reminded me a bit of the one um, last season from, from the goal kick uh, when Solanke scored and it, it was just like we haven't learnt our lesson Like we just seem to start games at the moment slowly and we don't seem to have constant. The concentration just isn't there from the off. And like Alan said, you can't go one nil down in Premier League games after a minute and expect to win the game every time. So, you know, we've, we've really got to address that. Um, I know Diop came in yesterday and he did pretty well. He did do pretty well. He's got a bit of an ungainly look about him and he always looks like he's going to lose the ball, but he didn't. Um, But yeah, and I, I, I just think it's a bit annoying that Tim Ream's getting the blame for both goals, and I don't, I don't really know why. To be honest, I think personally that Polinia and Harrison Reed were both pretty much at fault for both goals, in my opinion. Well, should we do the second goal now, Al? I do, do, think, you? do think he.
2: Oh, sorry, yeah, go, on. go on, mate. No, go on. Yeah, no, I just think when he's gone over to to close down Solanke, he's probably a bit too placid. He's, he's a bit. He's just letting Solanke run at him. And I think one thing he shouldn't have done is let him work his way in. I think if he shows him down the line, he's not going to score from that angle against Lena. So, you know, I think where he's allowed Solanke to run in and get the ball to Lerma, I think he was asking for trouble there a little bit. Um, but I think both goals were sort of carbon copy. The balls were played out to the wings. And it was it's far too easy coming in. But... Uh, Reid and Paulinia when they were tracking back they were sort of side by side but they were yeah. irrelevant because no one was in a position to be able to close Lerma down to get to block the shot but I think so, Reid probably could have done slightly better for the second goal
0: uh, Alice just done the second goal very helpfully so we don't have to do that again um, is there a case for the fact that uh, Silva doesn't actually know what his best defence is at present. So it was Ream and Diop in the middle yesterday. And if we're going to castigate Ream for the two goals, we do have to mention his two terrific saving tackles that prevented it being three or four. Um, yeah. And then
1: Totosin so gets dropped. Were we surprised about uh, that? Not massively, no. I think he hasn't started this season brilliantly. Right, Al. Me. Diop. Oh, sorry. Go on, mate. As I was just saying, I think long-term Diop's been signed to be the number one defender at the club. And because he's the ball-carrying defender, he'll bring it out from defence, which is what Silver wants. I just think he lacks a bit of fitness because of not playing for West Ham most of last season. Um, but I think long-term, Tosin and Diop will be the centre-back partnership.
0: Uh, Does Tosin Adrobaya have cause for um, complaint about being dropped yesterday?
2: No, I I don't think he does, to be honest. He didn't start off the first few games particularly well. He was poor, in fact. Um, The last sort of few games, he sort of got a bit better. But again, I I think Tom's right when our defensive partnership will probably be Tosin and D up. But there's arguments that, are they too much alike? In the sense that they're both ball carrying defenders, and they both like to play on the right side of the the central defence. Um, I, again, I I think Ream's been fantastic, but yes, he's he's played well, but we're still conceding two goals again. And I do think now Silva will look at that and go, well, maybe it is time to to try tossing with up or even bringing Duffy. Um, I. I want to see a change on Thursday because as much as I love Ream, I love Tosin, Diop has come in. But I think now may be the time to even bring in a Duffy type and just see how he does alongside Diop. The yes, they weren't great at Crawley, but come on. you know. I'd cool. say last time, I saw them in, uh, <laughs> in, in, together in a central defence. I wanted to hurt somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's unlike you Crawford. But no, I... I I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Duffy come in on Thursday and played alongside the himself.
0: Right. And are oh, our oh, holding midfielders, getting away with it a bit here. I love Harrison Reid. I don't want to offend one member of the Hamerian team who loves him even more than I do. Um, but he didn't have a good first 45 minutes
2: yesterday, did he? <sighs> well, Reid's not a box the box midfielder, is he? Let's be well, honest. Marco seems to think he is but he, he's not he, he he's better at holding he's better at sitting in front of defence he's better playing in the Paulina role but you know, you're know, you not going to get Paulina out of that holding role and I do think that was Paulina's probably worst game for Fulham yesterday and I don't even think he was that bad but he just wasn't as I don't know as, as there as he has been yeah Um. but no I think Reid and Paulina probably could have done a little bit better yesterday um, but yeah, Tom. I don't know what you think about it, but yeah, I read he's always going to be one that that gets the blame for a lot of the goals we can see because he's not a natural box-to-box midfielder, in my opinion.
0: No, I I can't disagree with that, Tom. Where are you, where are you on the balance of our midfield? We should probably throw Tom Kenny into this conversation because he
1: was you touched on it earlier. He was exceptional. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, I think the same as Alan, I think um, Harrison Reed is a, is a six, the same as Polina. And I also think that if Harrison Reed and Polina played alongside each other, they'd help cover the exposure in the wing-back area when Robinson or Bobby Reed or whoever it is pushes on, meaning that those channels aren't exposed as much because um, that's where Ream, Ream got caught out for the second goal and we saw it all game. Solanke kept going in that channel. Um but yeah, Tom Kearney, I think in games, I touched on it on Friday, I think in games against teams like Bournemouth, uh, Villa on Thursday, I, I honestly think that Tom Kearney should be starting those games because I think they're games that we can dominate possession. And uh, obviously, he's, he's brilliant with creativity as well. So I think, yeah, I personally would start Tom Kearney in games against teams like Bournemouth and Villa and Reed as a six in games against teams like Arsenal, Chelsea, things like that.
0: It's Nice to have these couple of options in Central all of a sudden, isn't it? Um, and if Pauhina is suddenly having a bad game and he plays like yeah. that, underlines just how good a footballer he is um, for me. The the one part we haven't really spoken about is we probably do need to sort out that right-back role, given that Tete, he may be back for Thursday, but he's certainly injury-prone. He's the Darren Anderton of this Fulham squad it seems Um, that might be a bit harsh actually Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) it seems that Silva doesn't fancy uh, Kevin Mbappé very much does it I mean that's the only conclusion you can draw at present Um, but surely you've got to play a right back at right back at some point
2: Al you'd think so (laughs) You'd think so, wouldn't you? But I saw Bobby Reid run over to take a throw in, I think it was in the, ninth, the eighth, eighth minute right where we were sitting, and he was blowing. He he looked exhausted. Um, I don't think he's used to peeing up and down the pitch as much as he was yesterday. But no, I think Mbabu, you know, I wasn't too complimentary of him after the Tottenham game. Uh, I thought he was, my opinion, eh? it, it, yeah, it was borderline woeful in my opinion. Um, but I don't know if that's done anything either for his confidence or what Silver's trust in him is. I do think he, it's time to put him back at right back, um, whether that's Bobby Reid further up or on the bench. I I think we need to put a right back back in a right back position um, and stop relying on Bobby Reid to to fill a to fill a role when we have a perfectly capable right back on the bench.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd make you right, Tom. What are your thoughts on? Uh on right-backs going forward, if
1: you'll excuse the yeah. pun. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Look, when Tete's fit, he's number one, definitely. But and Babu's a full international, he's played at one of the top leagues in Europe, um, I think he's struggling with a bit of confidence after that Spurs game. But we saw what he's capable of in the Brentford game. He's capable of getting forward and he's capable of sticking a brilliant ball into the box. Defensively, OK, he may not be great, but Bobby Reid isn't. Great defensively, either he showed that yesterday. Um, I think going forward we have to go with Mbabu. The Tottenham game, I, d- I don't put that down to him being at fault anyway. He was playing in the left back, and I think he clearly showed he doesn't have a left foot. Um, it's quite a lot of our players yeah. who don't have a left foot, line, yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. But yeah, I think same as Alan, definitely going forward we need to we need to get Mbabu in that position at right back and uh, push Bobby Reed further forward because so I think. What what he, you know, we miss we miss something with Bobby Reed not being further up the pitch as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's an it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, and I, I do think it, we 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 shoot ourselves in the foot sometimes with some of these selections, and arguably we did that yesterday. I don't agree with the two of you, by the way, that we made a mistake in selecting Mr. Rich. Um He needed the ninety minutes in his legs. He managed it. He scored the penalty, and he gradually became a nuisance,
2: even if he was only on one leg. Well, it, it was—I don't think it was a case that he needed ninety minutes. It's not as if he's not match fit. It's—it's it's the fact he's carrying a bit of a niggle, a bit of an injury. Um, yeah, I—I I don't know. I probably wouldn't have started him. I think Vinicius, even if you put Mitrovic on the bench and bring him him for the last half hour, I think he could have been—he could have made that impact anyway. Um, I just hope we haven't irritated the injury even more so that he can't play Thursday.
1: Tom? Yeah, I mean, that's why we're not the manager, isn't it? Um, <laughs> obviously, obviously. for yourselves,
0: lads. One yeah, of us true. has managed to several teams.
1: I play a bit of football manager, so. Yeah, it's still <laughs> like it
2: doesn't count, does it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've got hours and hours of that, trust me. Anyway, um, yeah, so. <sighs> It's a, like like with Alan. I'm just concerned that have we have we aggravated something that didn't need to be aggravated yesterday. Also, the first 45 minutes he was non-existent. He wasn't jumping for anything. Uh, the runs he wasn't making many runs into channels or anything like that, which he has done in you know previous games. Um, but he showed in the second half. He, he's a nuisance. And he stuck away the penalty. And yeah, he's well, he's Alexander Mitrovic. He's he, he, you know, I'm sure he lifted the team and he lifted the crowd before the game when it was announced he was playing. You know, it, it just gives you an extra 10%, definitely. So, you know, that's why Silver started him, I guess. So, you know, I was wrong. <laughs> well, I, don't, I
0: wouldn't say anybody was wrong, but uh, he, 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 had a, he had an influence. And I think that we've seen that Fulham without Alexander Aldermitiewicz, they're not anything like the same proposition. Um, So, you've got to try and get him on the pitch. I think we've got to try and utilise him better because even though he was isolated and he was struggling, we didn't play that intelligently uh, in the first half. Um, and, And I did think it was a bit tentative. Let's talk about the second half. Al,
2: should we have won that game? I reckon we should have. I think we had enough of the ball... Enough of enough chances to to be able to to score the third. Um, we got into a few good positions down the wing with Bobby Reed making a, a really good run and managing to get into their 18 yard box. And it was just that final delivery sort of betrayed us a little bit. Uh, the penalty for us was definitely a penalty. Um, I think Jamie O'Hara this morning on Sky Sports News was saying it's never a penalty, but the defender's not even looking at the ball. He's too busy wanting to take Mitrovic's shirt off the back of him before the game's even finished. Um definitely a penalty. And when he goes 2-2, we've still got what 35 minutes to to get the winner. Kenny was fantastic on the ball. But no, we just seem to lack that 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 last little bit yesterday. Um, and again, Mitrovic had that chance, I think, in the last minute when he shot wide. I think a, a fully fit Mitrovic certainly works as goalkeeper, if not scores from that. Um, I'm not playing that down to his injury altogether, but I do think we probably should have won it and the the overall game and how it went.
1: Tom Bourne was defended well
2: when they were yeah. really under
1: pressure, no? Yeah, definitely they did. They you know they showed they're working for their manager. They're scrapping for every point. Like I said it on Friday. It would be a really tough game, definitely. Um, yeah, but I feel that after about an hour, they decided... When we got the equaliser, about five minutes later, they decided, shut up, shut up, take a point, go. So, um, yeah, then it was a case of us trying to break them down. And uh, like Alan said, the, the final ball, it was just so frustrating. I mean, I love Anthony Robinson, but every cross was over here <laughs> or straight at the first man. And it just, <laughs> yeah, it was just pulling my hair out. Um and then when Vinicius came on with five five minutes to play, it eventually ended up being 10 minutes to play because of added time. We just stopped putting the ball in the box. And I was just yeah. like, what's going on there? We've got two people in the box who are, you know, big number nines, and we've stopped putting the ball in the box. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, yeah, we should have won it. Mitrovic had those two chances, the left left foot shot and, and the right foot, right foot shot. But I just feel if, again, with Alan, you know, if if he's fully
0: fit, he he maybe scores one of those. Yeah, I I don't think you're wrong. I, w- I would just say there's a couple of really encouraging things. Um, one, uh, I thought, notwithstanding the point about his crossing, Anthony Robinson had an excellent game. He he he, he grew into it. he was losing that battle with Fredericks in the in the first half. We weren't winning many battles at all. Uh, in the first half. That was part of the problem. But he comprehensively won that by the uh, by the end of the afternoon, I, I, I felt. And there were two really good cameos from um, a couple of our wingers. Uh, William, uh, the lads have already spoken about, nice to see Harry Wilson back. So we might suddenly have some options in those wider areas. Can I ask um, how we're feeling about Aston Villa? I'll start with you, Tom. And both of you have alluded to, to changes you might make. Uh Villa and then Leeds look like two really big games in the remainder of this week.
1: Yeah, they're both huge games, obviously. On Thursday, yeah, you know, I'd I'd like to see William and Kenny both start and, and Babu come in a right back. Um but I think we've got to not concede in the first minute would be good. Um <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it, we've got we've got to go at Villa. Villa have got two points away from home all season. They haven't won a game yet, and I know it would be just like Fulham to to do that. But um, I think we've got we've got to go at them. We've got to go attacking from the off. Even if you know, even if the game ends three two, we'll take it. We need to win that game on Thursday night. It's a huge game. We get three points. We go into Leeds. Bit of momentum. And then we got Everton after after that as well at home, which is a, which is a very winnable game as well.
0: Yes, I'm very much looking forward to welcoming Frank Lampard to Craven College, if he survives that long. Uh, Alan, your same question to you: What are you thinking about Aston Villa? Um, it, it, it does feel like a, a potentially big game for the boys, doesn't it?
2: It does, and it is certainly one we need to look at and think right this is a it's definitely a winnable game don't concede first um i think throughout marco Silva's time at fulham whenever we've gone behind i don't think we've we've won more than a handful of games now i don't know if that's a a tactical issue or or whatever but when we go behind in games we very very rarely turn it around to get the three points so scoring that first goal is vital um, it'd be interesting to see if steven gerard's still in a job for Thursday. I think he will be and I'm hoping he is because I think if, he, if he's the manager on Thursday I do think we win but again I think if he's not in the job they're going to want to prove a point and they could make the, that game a little bit harder for us but I've watched a bit of Aston Villa recently and they don't look anything we should worry about too much as long as we can get on the ball play our football and, and create chances for Mitrovic to, to score but I think playing Kearney is a must because as Tom rightly, rightly pointed out, it's going to be a game where we probably have more to possession So we're going to need someone like him to to put, to put be that playmaker. And again, it may be one of these options where Harrison Reid sits out um, and then comes on to, to help Paulinia shore things up when we do have a lead and yeah, just get three points at however way we do it. We just need to win.
0: Yeah, I I concur with all of that. Right then, um, very interesting discussions. Not sure we've solved anything pretty much apart from. I I would just say on the Ryan Fredericks one, he does that. He's done a great run into the box. He puts the ball way in front of himself. He's never getting to the ball, um, and he knows it. And he he throws himself to the floor. What
2: was interesting was a full stop.
0: What. Come, come on, dan he, he was
2: pulled, oh, it was pulled to the ground, yeah, but I think he made the most of it, uh, yeah, I think it's one of those if it happened if it happened to Bobby Reed or it happened to Anthony Robinson, we'd be screaming from the rooftops there's a penalty, and again, oh, I I, uh,
0: I'd absolutely, yeah, I'd absolutely be screaming for a penalty, you know me, I scream for anything, uh, <laughs> but uh. But, uh, I, you know, what was interesting was Ream was seemingly remonstrating with Fredericks at the final whistle. Did anyone else see that? No. No, didn't see that. Right, well, may, maybe, uh, maybe I'm making a bit too much of it, but there was certainly a conversation about, I assume about that, could have been about something else. Um, but, uh, yeah, a very interesting game and very entertaining uh, indeed, as, as most of our matches have been. But I, I think I'm very much in the in the thank you for the point camp, given that at half-time it didn't look like we were going to get anything at all. Um, just a couple of lines to 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 follow uh, from that game. Firstly, lovely to see the, the Fulham women's team get such a great ovation and fair play to the Bournemouth fans who gave them a massive standing ovation. I, I was in the Riverside uh yesterday and Bournemouth were loud um from from sort of uh my my vantage point uh, obviously mm. it helps when you score in the first first minute but uh how lovely to see the, the Fulham women's side get such a great uh, reception when they walked around the pitch mm. half
2: time. Mm. yeah they they walked up there was sort of I think Ivan Berry was interviewing uh can't remember who it was just by where I was sitting. Um, and yeah, it's good that they're getting a bit of recognition.
0: Yeah, lovely. And, uh, and they, well, it seemed to help because this <laughs> afternoon they beat Aylesford 8-0. Um, a hat-trick from Helen Ogley, a hat-trick from uh, Edie Bechaley and two from Georgia Heisman. And that lifts Fulham further up the table uh, they're in action in the FA Cup next week against Maidenhead United at Motspur Park. So people could go down. Uh, I think it's £5 for adults. It's 2.30 kick-off at Motspur Park. £5 for adults, £1 for everyone else. Um, if you can go down, pop, pack out Motspur Park, take your family along and cheer Fulham on to the next round of the FA Cup, which would be huge for, for the club because they're still uh, well outside the top two. Uh, tiers um, of women's football. Um, And then the other one, lads, is that Fulham's under-21s are in action this week. They take on Celtic in the under-21 Premier League International Cup at Moxford Park uh, in midweek. And the under-21s have had a terrific start to the season. They beat Leicester City 7-0 away from home last week. Uh, Luke Harris and Ollie O'Neill scoring. Uh, Ollie O'Neill scored a hat trick. Luke Harris scored a couple. And the under 21s look very good this year. If you can get along to see them as well, it'll be well worth your while. Um, what's been well worth my while has been listening to Tom and Alan tonight put me right on any number of Fulham issues. So, Tom, thanks very much.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Al, thank you very much. And all that remains for me to say is, uh, firstly, a very happy birthday weekend to our very own Lydia Campbell. She came down for for the game yesterday. Obviously, she's not coming to any more games because we only drew 2-2. So she won't be allowed to come back to Craven Cottage after that. I'm only kidding. Um, Of course, lovely (laughs) Lydia. And I hope she enjoyed herself. Um, and also, uh, what a uh, exciting week of football we've got. We've got uh, Aston Villa on Thursday, Leeds on Sunday. We'll be back to preview both of those. Massive thank you to everyone who's been in touch, supported the website, and uh, asked us where the hell the podcast was. Um, thanks for bearing with us, and we'll be back in the week. Enjoy your week, and come on you way.